0: Talking to Paul, I was excited to be able to follow Scar- Scarlett and be able to listen to how God has worked in her life. Uh, many of you know me, many of you don't. Uh, if you're new to the church, my name is Tim Campbell. I've been a member here since 1994. Uh, came over, followed the shirt tail of the du- Duviks as they left another church and came here. We said, whoa, we got to go follow them. That's where we came. We came over with them and, and uh, it's been a, just a blessing ever since been the um, elder and deacon in the church uh, for multiple years, and again my family, which is here today, I want to say hello to my sister that showed up, so hi Jenny, and then you guys know all the peeps, <laughs> Kayla and Juan, again good friends of my son's, so they are also with us today. Um, So again, Paul, I forgot about, hey, what happened last year type of deal. So I I seriously have decades that I want to share with you guys today, all right? But I'm going to cruise through the 20s, 30s, and 40s like super fast. We're going to park it in the 50s. But I got to tell you how I got saved, okay? So I came to Christ. I was born Catholic, had a great upbringing. I was doing all the Catholic things, altar boy, just enjoying life as a... Uh, 10 to 17 year old kid. My senior year in high school, we had a good football team. Brian remembers that football team. We were uh, ranked in the state, we went on and played, uh, made it to the semifinals, and the Z Morris Redskins kicked our butt. So, I wanted to go on and continue to play football. I was uh, looked at a couple colleges, Went up to Kenosha, went out uh, to Iowa, and went to, and looked at those schools. And then my coach said, well, why don't you go down to Olivet? Olivet. I don't know anything about Olivet. So I go to Olivet. So he sets up a meeting. We go down there, me and my dad. And I can remember it like it was yesterday. We're driving down 113 in his Cadillac. We're chit-chatting back and forth. We get down there. We meet the coach. Goes, everything goes well. When we get back in the car, I said, there is absolutely no way I am going to Olivet. It's very Christian school, very strict. I mean, no drinking, no jeans. You're going to uh, chapel every three times a week. I mean, there was just no way that I'm going there. So the first time God revealed to me Proverbs 16, 9, it was very evident. In a heart... In the, in, the, in the man's heart, he will plan his course, but the Lord will determine his steps. So, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going up to Kenosha. That's where I wanted to go. Didn't happen. Didn't get any information back. Olivet calls me back, and they give me a scholarship. Well, my dad's all about saving money, right? Hey, you're going to Olivet. <laughs> well, I don't want to go to Olivet. Hey, you're going to Olivet. Go to Olivet my freshman year. And uh, was shell-shocked, just to be honest with you. I mean, the Campbells in Plano were known for really throwing good parties. I mean, they were uh, just a a family that had a lot of friends and uh, well-known in the community. And again, when I went to Olivet, I knew nobody, zero. And, And here I am in a Christian setting that had no clue on what a Christian was. So I skirted through my freshman year, got $300 in chapel fines, uh, because I didn't go to chapel. And I came home that spring and I told my dad, I am not going back. And he said, Oh, yeah, you are. You're going back. You're going to graduate. And I said, No, I'm not going back. Well, 16'9, right? Uh, in his heart, I'll plan my course, but the Lord's going to determine my steps. So I go back, play another year of football for him, had a pretty good year. And my sophomore spring, before we're. Uh, school is out, that verse comes to mind again, okay? And this little brunette, sitting in the cafeteria, is on the other side, and she'll say that she was talking to me, but I, I don't know if that's the case, all right? But the good Lord allowed our paths to cross, and that was at the end of my sophomore year. Well, the hook was set. I mean, there was no way I wasn't going back my junior year. So I went back my junior year still unsaved okay so now they're you know she didn't even want to tell her mom and dad she's at a nazarene college she's a nazarene from the the word go born and raised nazarene and now she's dating a catholic (laughs) so mom and dad are just kind of a little white knuckled there well rod green he befriended me when i was a freshman and a sophomore really nice guy always said hey Tim I'm praying for you which I had no idea really what that meant but I want you to come to church with me I can't go to church this week Rod maybe next time he kept asking me and Rod Green on an August night in 1983 asked me to go to a Sunday night service and Dr. Bowling had a message that was just for me God had that message to where I couldn't say no. I couldn't figure it out, but I knew that I was a sinner that needed to be saved. So it was crazy, right? So all of these people at Olivet kind of knew me as this this kind of this this football player that wasn't involved with church or school or didn't want anything uh, to do with Olivet. And God chose me on that Sunday evening. It became as son and uh that kind of started my path and obviously where i'm here today so as i told you cruise through the 20s, 30s, and 40s real quick the 20s i don't care who you are if you say you know what you're doing in your 20s you're lying <laughs> all right so i'm newly saved i just graduated college I got married, we started a family, we ended up in a church, and I had no idea what I was doing. Just It was just kind of fumbling through my 20s. Well, again, in my 20s, God blessed us with some great folks, I mean some great friends that we still hang around with today. And again, that was another blessing that he showed me that uh, is very evident. So we cruised through the 20s, now it's the 30s. 30s are getting pretty good, right? You're kind of figuring it out a little bit, all right? So everything's getting a little bit busier, and we're uh, uh, having a family, we're getting more involved with our church, and, and things kind of roll along uh, really nice. The 40s were crazy. You got four kids, they're in everything that you thought they would be in, and more, and you're just flying around trying to keep all the balls up in the air. I will say that the land speed record from Genoa Kingston to Morris Illinois is had by my wife for speeding from Genoa Kingston to Morris Illinois Levi was playing baseball and we had a Gus Macker game he had to finish up baseball up there and be on the court at 12 o'clock she left up there like at 11:15, and he was down playing at 12 in Morris but again We enjoyed those times, and as hectic and as crazy as they are with our church family, with our family, with our friends, God provided some great experiences, just some love that uh, uh, I just can't explain. So I told you that we get through the 20s, 30s, and 40s, but here's where I need to park it a little bit when I get into the 50s. And everybody knows the old saying you want the good news or the bad news? Right? When you hear that, I don't know how many people always say, well, what do you want to hear first? I always say, I want the bad news first so I can end up on the good news. But that's what I look back. I'm 58 years old now. But that's what I look back at in regards to my 50s. Okay, So as I turn 50, the big 5-0, no big deal. 51 came a load. My best friend, that I was born in the same hospital, in the same room, his mom and my mom, that we grew up together from literally birth until he was 51 years old and took his life and shot himself. That's the bad news. I'm telling you, we were thick as thieves. We would go everywhere together. And he worked for me. I mean, we continued the relationship. And, and he took his life. I couldn't figure it out. To this day, I wrote a journal. I haven't looked at that journal to this day. After he committed suicide. So what's the good news out of this thing, right? The good news is... that my family started to grow. And Nick, I didn't put two and two together until I was thinking this through. The good news when I was 51 years old is, is my family started to grow, and I got another son. Nick asked my daughter to, for his hand in marriage, her hand in marriage, and our family started to grow. So again, there's some good news there. So, 52 was pretty quiet. Nothing wrong with 52. But 53, the questioning comes along again. And when you're sitting in the doctor's office and he says, what do you want, the good news or the bad news? That's another time that you have to really sit down and evaluate what's going on. I was diagnosed with cancer. And it it was something that again was a setback but it wasn't like it was just devastating so I shared with Paul and the good news is I had a church family that lifted me up in prayer sat me right down there in the middle of the altar and anointed me and and just loved me I mean, that was the good news and that was awesome So 54: My mom passes away. You want the good news or the bad news? Bad news is, my mom passed away of a massive heart attack. And we can go back to Proverbs 16:9. In his heart, a man will plan his course, but the Lord will determine his steps. Have no idea, or we have no idea, on God's timing, as Scarlett talked about, and how he takes care of things. My mom passes away, I lead my brother to Christ. He is 61 years old, and that guy was a rebel. I mean, addict, alcoholic. I mean, he was a mess and i was able to share with him christ due to my mom passing away and he accepted jesus that's the good news the other great news and good news is that little guy running around right there (laughs) jackson came into our lives when i was fifty three years old excuse me fifty four years old and i won't you know uh stay with uh talking about the grandkids too long but i'm telling you what it is a phenomenal situation to have grandkids i mean it it is it is crazy and it's uh, a a blessing that again my mom was the world to me but if i can uh, uh, look back and see my brother get saved and and have my first grandson that's a pretty good thing So, I'm 58 and I'm on 55 right now, so we're getting close to being done, right? (laughs) All right. So, here I am, 55. Hey, you want the good news or the bad news? The bad news is your cancer came back. The good news is we're going to allow you to have 34 treatments of radiation with an awesome group of people up at Northwestern that you're gonna be able to be friends with and be a blessing to. I mean, it it was crazy. If you wanna find positive people, you go to some cancer center and and just hang out with them. I mean, it it is phenomenal on how they take care of you and understand the challenges that you're going through and, and are administering to you. So if there's any healthcare workers in the crowd, God bless you, because you guys are amazing. So, out of my 50s, 52 was a a clean year, and and 56 uh, uh, was a a pretty uh, clean year. So the only good news in 56 was, uh, uh, again, Natalie entered our family, and uh, uh, we have now, Hannah has a daughter, or sister, excuse me, I have a daughter-in-law. So Luke and Natalie get married, and our family starts to grow. 57, you want the good news or the bad news? Yeah, right? So, I was with Don Moody on a hunting trip, and before I went on the hunting trip, I didn't feel exactly 100%, but I'm thinking I'm just fat and out of shape. Come upstairs from getting my hunting gear together and was just gassed sat on the couch. Tammy looks at me. She says, man, you look terrible. I said, I don't feel the best. Well, like any, I guess, uh, smart individual, you blow that off and then you pack up and you go head down south and go hunting, which I did. I trompsed around southern Illinois that whole weekend. Didn't feel the best, but still not too bad. I get home and uh, I said, "That, "That just Something didn't feel right, so I'm going to call my doctor. I called my doctor. He says, where are you at? I said, well, I'm driving to work. He says, turn around, come to the office. Go to the office. He does the EKG. Well, good. well again, back to the good news and bad news. Good news is you, don't have, you didn't have a heart attack. The bad news is you threw out too many red flags, and you're going to go do your stress test. So I go up to Edwards. I do my stress test. Doctor comes in with the same comments, you want the good news or the bad news? And I said, Well, let's start with the bad news. Bad news is you have four arteries that are clogged, two at hundred percent and two at ninety percent. And when he can look you straight in the eye and says, I am not sure why you are here right now. How lucky you are. I mean, just saying that right now gives me chills. And I couldn't figure it out. I mean, I wasn't super out of shape. I mean, I wasn't uh, uh, terribly overweight. I just, it just didn't make sense. I thought, okay, I'm going to get a stent, something like that. And he says, no, you're going to have quadruple bypass. I oh, couldn't believe it. And again, that being the bad news, the good news was being able to again be ministered to by my church family. I mean, that's phenomenal, you guys. And as little as you guys think it is for whatever you do, whether it's a phone call or dropping off some banana bread or or whatever the the, the, the task at hand is, I mean, it means a lot. And again, I couldn't get through these situations in the 50s without a loving God, and without a church family. And it it was very evident that uh, um, that was the case. With uh, John and Lexi sitting back there, we have another addition to our family. Just uh, uh, roughly, what, two months ago? Three months ago? And little Ellie came into our lives as our only granddaughter right now. But again, is, is uh, I look back and I see everybody in the room. But, but uh, with John and Lexi, I certainly want to again say thank you to God in regards to the steps. Because John is in the office working with me. I went down with the heart deal for about... Uh, I don't know, six, seven weeks. And John was able to pick up the ball and take it and run with it. I mean, he took care of business, where before that wasn't uh, available. I mean, it, it could have been really problematic. So again, John, I know that uh, you hear this from you all the time, but thank you for uh, just taking care of business while I was down. But oh, that's, yeah. John is the one that started clapping. For you guys that are looking at me right here, John was the one that started clapping, all right? Um, So I wanted to share just two verses, and then I'm going to be done, and I can turn it over to Paul. In Proverbs, again, it talks about the good news when I was going through my heart surgery and stuff like that, again, being around phenomenal people, I was on the eighth floor for eight days, and I really felt that God was impressing upon me to be a joy to other people on that floor. And when I, Tammy would come in or uh, the kids would come up and visit, I wasn't in my room. I'm up and I'm in other individuals' rooms talking to them. They're trying to find me. So, in Proverbs 17, it talks about, uh, verse 22, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. And again, if there's anything that I could just really share today, is one, I I certainly want to say thank you to my church family, and the love and the prayers that you guys have given me. Two, I want to say thank you to our Lord and Savior for saving me, I mean, it was a crazy uh, uh, deal how I got there, but I am so thankful that he chose me and uh, uh, saved me. And three, be a blessing. Be that individual out there that's a blessing. And the other thing that took me a little bit to get to figure out through this time, because I'm down and out, is, is how to receive that blessing. Because it, it was just, it, it was something that... Uh, I kind of felt uncomfortable with in a way but again as as Tammy would say hey don't rob them of their blessings don't rob them of their blessings don't rob them of their blessings and by golly she's right don't rob them of their blessings I was so taken back by the love and the care that this church has given me and my family through these times that that again I I only can give the credit to our Lord and Savior so again be that blessing and then when you receive that blessing Just know that God is working in their life wanting to bless you. That's all I got, Paul, so you can come on up.